I've been watching a hell of a lot of King of the Hill lately. I remember watching King of the Hill initially for the first time I really got into King of the Hill back in 2013, 2014 was um, when I first started watching King of the Hill a lot and I thought it was a great show, fell in love with it and I put it down, I kept watching Seinfeld. So Seinfeld I grew up watching as a kid, I remember my grandmother Heinemann who was um, living at the house with my dad my sometimes my grandpa would visit he was working in california at the time and she didn't care for seinfeld she thought it was too too mature for my viewing entertainment i didn't care i loved the show i didn't get most of what was going on until i was old enough to get what was going on so she had a point in that sense but it was still funny i liked it <clears throat> for a lot of reasons i think the main reason was the dynamics of the friendships between Jerry Seinfeld, George Costanza, Elaine Bennis, and Cosmo Kramer, and the occasional Newman, pop in from Newman, and, and just people that they were running into on a day-to-day basis. King of the Hill for me was really awesome for similar reasons with the friends, with uh, Hank, Bill... Dale and Boomhauer and then Bobby of course and Peggy and uh, Nancy and Min and Con Lucky at the end that was that was really cool when Tom Petty came into the show uh, got into Tom Petty after 2013-2014 so I picked it up again this year 2019 <clears throat> I've been watching the seasons non-stop I probably watched all of the seasons from beginning to finish God, probably going on five times now. Just just kind of keep watching it. And I can't really put my thumb on what it is about King of the Hill other than it's simple. And there's no flash. Hank is a very simple guy. He loves propane and propane accessories. And that's the beauty of it, I feel. Because it's not complicating anything. He's not trying to keep up with the neighbors next door. He loves what he loves, and he's good with that. He's content with what he's doing. And that, for me, is something that became much more important the older I've I've grown. I realized that, for me, I should be proud of and happy to do what I enjoy doing for that simple fact of it gives me I'm content because I've done those things I've done what I love doing I love writing and writing stories (laughs) and that's who I am that's but that's that's about it and uh, other than that I don't even have people well I do have friends I, I do have friends I am not doing crazy shit with my friends now the way I used to do crazy shit with my friends when I was younger. So there is a difference in that sense. I I love it. It's just different. And sometimes that change is a strange feeling. I don't think there's any more explaining it than that. Sometimes it's just kind of a weird feeling 
to not be friends with the people we used to be. In fact, I don't even talk to the people I used to know. We're not in touch at all. And um, that's not to be negative or uh, be a Downy Debber, a De- Debbie Downer. It's just to say that life changes, it's inevitable. And the universe cares none of our opinions. Um, and by that, it is what it is. So I'm thinking about doing something. This is just kind of a closing thought that I wanted to maybe trickle over into the next podcast or however many podcasts that I go for. I'm thinking occasionally I'm going to do, I'm just going to narrate stories, short stories on here and see how that goes. Because I can see the sentences in my mind well enough and they seem to formulate out of my mouth at a rate that's good enough as if I'm not pausing too much and I'm keeping up with what the story is and there's a, there's a good pace to it. So I feel I'm ready to give that a shot and see how that goes. Um, well, we'll see. I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to narrate fiction for you all on this podcast. Never done that before. So again, pretty stoked. See, um, even for just the sake of how it goes for me, let's put it that way. I'm excited for myself to see how I, how I do on the narrating of a short story uh, over the air on the go, basically meaning I'm not reading from a page or something I've written. I'm just coming up with it in my head in that moment and going from there. So we shall see. Have a good day, everybody. It's uh, Veterans Day here in the United States of America. So wishing everybody, all the men and women who serve this country and those who gave everything, honoring those who gave all. So have a great day, everybody. Be safe, have fun, and um, smoke some weed if you can. I wanted to do a quick little review of the Nintendo Switch Lite. So the Nintendo Switch Lite is um, probably the best council, um, best priced, most economically most economically priced video game console out there on the market right now. So the Nintendo Switch Lite is essentially the Nintendo Switch. However, it is only the hand handheld version of it. So the screen itself is maybe um, I would say maybe like five by eight. Um, so it's, it's a decent sized, but it's not, um, too large. It's, it's more, um, what for me, here's one of the major catches and why I'm, I'm marketing this. Like I'm, I'm promoting it. Uh, I grew up with, um, lucky enough, fortunate enough to, um, have some handheld councils as a kid, Game Boy, um, uh, advanced Game Boy, all that shit, like Game Boy Color. Um, point is, is it's nostalgic. And I've been on this big nostalgic kick lately. Um, maybe I'm just reaching a certain age in life where it's fun for me to play stuff that reminds me of when I was younger. Um, because that's appealing to me now for whatever reason. I guess when I was younger, I loved those games. And I still love them today. So... Um, cool thing about Nintendo Switch Lite is there's different colors. So what I saw at the store was there was um, bright yellow. I got the turquoise. I think there's 
maybe a red and pink. I'm not sure, but there's yellow and turquoise for sure. Um, so that's more than one option right there. Anyways, what another? Okay, so three games that I think, and all the games are awesome. There's three games that I've been playing recently that um, might be worth checking out, and I'm just going to talk about them real quick. Uh, mention them briefly. First one is Super Mario Bros. U, and that is a uh, updated HD, more graphically enhanced version of Super Mario Bros. from back in the day on the Super Nintendo and Nintendo. And um, lots of fun, lots of fun. Over 160 levels can play for as Mario, Luigi, um, the female Toadstool, or this little... I don't know, creature that I've never seen before. I forgot its name. Um, so that's pretty cool. And they all have different... It's kind of like Sonic. I don't know if you remember that, but they all have like different abilities. So there was Tails, there was Knuckles, and there was Sonic, right? And then there was like the badass Sonic who was rarely seen. Um, so that's that's a lot of fun. Boss levels are all the same. Hit the boss over the top of the head, donk him three times. And... Um, so and then you know you fight the different Koopas. It's uh it's kick-ass. It's awesome. Um, second game that I think is really cool is um, Super Smash Bros. And I remember playing Super Smash Bros. when I was in fifth or sixth grade, I think, on the um, Nintendo 64. Um, Nintendo 64 was the console, the generation that came after the Super Nintendo, and wow, blew my world when I first saw it. I was unbelievable unbelievably amazed by its its graphic capabilities um anyways super smash bros about the same as it was when we were younger graphics are about the same so everything is relatively what we were used to just a little bit more enhanced or graphically more appealing than when we were younger playing these games um Super Smash Bros. this time has way more characters to play as. And, of course, you have to unlock them, so you fight them in a one-life win-all-lose-all battle. And um, I think I've earned probably over 10 characters right now. Um, so I'm going into my room to see what this this third game I wanted to talk about is. Um, there's the, this is a tough call for the third one. Um, this is an independent game that I picked up at Walmart, and I think it's available at GameStop. Just check online to see if where it's available locally um, or online. You can order it. It's probably worked too from Amazon. Bendy, Bendy, and the Ink Machine. In this game, so I didn't really know what to expect. It just had this old school, like pre Disney Mickey Mouse looking thing on the front and I'm like that looks kind of creepy and kind of cool at the same time so basically you're an artist who works in the ink machine factory where the cartoon Bendy was created and um, the boss the, the editor-in-chief kind of lost his lost his marbles basically and you're kind of trying to figure out the mystery of what the hell's going on in in the uh, in the office in the warehouse so it's um probably the coolest game as far as graphics go because it's got this old school kind of 30s 40s vibe to it um with the cutout paper um characters for bendy and his different 
gang of cartoons. Um, and it's just very old timey. It's got this kind of yellowish tint, almost like black and white, very pretty much black and white. Um, so it, and it's just, it's visually amazing. Um, so those are three games to check out Nintendo switch Lite. If you're looking at getting a, a gaming console, possibly this time of year or whenever is a good choice. Um, an option to consider. And, uh, those are some games you can check out when you, uh, if you decide to pick it up, have a good day, everybody.